When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. and Stampeders about to get underway in Calgary. We will keep you updated on that one. We'll talk a little bit about FC Edmonton and uh, how their fall season is going 1-1-1 so far after that nil-nil draw last night through the rainstorm at Clark Field. Eskimos in action on Saturday against the Montreal Alouettes. 12.30 countdown to kickoff here on 6.30, Chad, and the game will start at 2. You can text 6.30-6.30 and our phone number is 780-496-0063. You can email inside sports at 630Ched.com and uh, follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L- K-I-N-S. Always nice to hear from you. Okay, uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to have uh, Dave Campbell, and I'll be uh, going to meet some players from Cardiff City and Real Valladolid. The two teams will play at Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday at 7 for this international friendly. So a lot going on. It is soccer week here in Edmonton. Golf today, the British Open underway. J.B. Holmes has the lead. He is 5-under. Shane Lowry is in second place at 4-under. Uh, a large group of golfers tied at three under. And one guy whose uh, name you're uh, not going to see engraved on the Claret Jug on Sunday, David Duvall, who had a 20 over 91. In fact, uh, some of the big names a little off today in round Hometown one. Hometown fave Rory McIlroy hit his opening tee shot out of bounds, then multi-bogeyed to an 8 over 79. Pretty sure um, any anyone starting with a 79 in this golf tournament doesn't think about winning. David Duvall, 2001 British Open champion, started with two birdies, a quadruple bogey, then lost his first two balls from the tee, reached the green and discovered the third ball wasn't his and had to go back to where the wrong ball was found. When the right ball wasn't located, he was sent back to the tee, ending up with 14 strokes on the seventh hole. Duval finished at 91, 20 over par. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. 91. For me, an excellent score. For David Duval, not so good. Man, that is tough. So you're firing it out of bounds, you're playing the wrong ball, then you get to go back and finish the hole. Uh, I feel for the guy. I don't know how that would feel as a pro golfer. I mean, that probably hasn't happened to David Duval since he was a kid for a hole to go that poorly. And then it happens in the British Open, a tournament he has, he has won before. That is a, that is a tough one. Uh, 780-496-0063. John is on the line. Good evening, John. Good evening, Reed. How are you? Oh, my goodness. Do you have more golf jokes, John? I do. So this is the golfer caddy story. So uh, the first one, the golfer says... You know, we're 160 yards from the green. Do you think I can get there with a 5-iron? 
And the caddy says, yeah, man, eventually. The golfer says, man, I'd move heaven and earth just to break 100 on this course. And the caddy says, well, sir, try heaven. You've already moved most of the earth. And the golfer says, please stop checking your watch all the time. It's way too much of a distraction. And the caddy says, it's not a watch, it's a compass. I thought those were an autograph of the British Open and the guy that was the 14 on one hole. Now, are you a golfer, John, yourself? That you I am, but God, I'm just not very good. I can relate to all those stories. <laughs> How often do you play? Oh, just uh, a couple times a month only, just when I can make it out. Well, that's 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 not bad. That's not no, bad. no, it's fun, but you know, there are things I do better. <laughs> just about everything, Reed. Well. <laughs> <laughs> your your calls are, are very good. I, I would give you about a 10 under par for the quality of your calls. They're very good. Well, thank you. I was, was phoning, too, because I think the game with the Eskimos is going to be a real good test on Saturday, and I can hardly wait to see how Philip Jolly attacks that Montreal offense But because they got some pretty good weapons there, you know. And so he's got to figure out a way... He's got, they've got to cut off the, the run around the end, like you said, the triple threat mm-hmm. and the option plays. And so we'll see how, how they manage that because that's, a, that's kind of a new look for them. There's not too many other teams in the league that, that have that mobile quarterback, and I'm pretty in, impressed with that Montreal quarterback. He looks pretty good. Yeah, Adams is doing a good job, and he was a big reason why they came back to tie. I mean, he was 25-8, and Montreal made it 25-25. Edmonton had to get a drive in the final two minutes to win. He He's good, and I, and I think in the CFL, a mobile quarterback who still looks downfield when he scrambles, John. And, and I know when, when Riley joined the Eskimos, I mean, he'd only started that one game with the Lions, and one thing Chris Jones worked on him with was that when you scramble, you keep the ball in a position where you can throw it and you keep your eyes downfield. And yeah. you saw that change in Mike. You know, when, and they didn't have a very good team that year. They went 4-14, four and 14, and then Jones came in, and they, they got to 12 wins, and they were better. Yeah. They obviously weren't as good as the year they won the Great Cup. But you could see that in, in Riley because he was – you know, he he knew the stakes. He knew why he was coming here. He knew he had to turn the franchise around. And when he wanted to take off with the ball, he just wanted to bowl those guys. And, and he, I think he was always very conscious of proving he's the guy, proving he was tough, which, which we knew. But he wanted to make sure that he was proving it game after game. But then once he got that into him, and I, I, I do give Chris Jones credit for coaching that into him, always remain a passer even if you're out of the pocket you got to remain that that passing threat and and that made riley a better player i really believe that and i really like the way trevor harris gets rid of that ball pretty quickly i think that's a huge help to the offensive line and speaking of the offensive line have you heard anything on how they're going to redo that line because i think bond is off the injury list he might be able to come back and I guess Saxlid could be in the mix. I th- yeah, I think th- I, I thought they were going to stick with the Canadian there, but we'll see the depth chart tomorrow morning, and oh, okay. we'll have a further update. Uh, further update uh, today. They they were at practice most most of the week, but yeah, the O line's been good. Uh, certainly O'Donnell's a loss, but I think a lot of guys have been doing well. David Beard at center out of the U of A, I think, is having a good year, and they seem to be. 
you know, committed to the run. They they really seem to be committed to the run. I think last year they 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 got into a bit of a rut. Some games where they wanted to to throw all the time, and 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 that cost them. So I, I like that they're committed to giving Gable the ball. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll give you a shout next week, hopefully after a victory. All right, I expect more jokes, John. Okay, I got a whole bunch of them right now. <laughs> All right, that is John at 780-496-0063. He's now told us, what, six golf jokes? Three today, he had three a couple weeks ago, Kellen. The best one is still the golfer's having a horrible round, and he says, if I hit another bad shot, I'm going to drown myself in that lake over there. And the caddy says, do you think you could keep your head down that long? Yeah. That's still my favorite. That's still my little, little, little dark, but 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 that's okay. 780-496-0063. So David Duvall took uh, 14 and shot 91. This texter says, uh, I, 91, I did better than that. But yeah, okay, that was at the West Edmonton Mall golf course. Jeez. Oh, I have not many golf there. Well, they have the that's one. That's a they, tough course. They still read. have the one modeled after Pebble Beach. Is it is the is it by the brick? Is the brick even still there? I'm at West Edmonton Mall probably less than five times a year. I played a one that's uh, by modeled off of uh, Cosmo, the Galaxy don't, Land mascot. So don't they go. have don't they have one of the black light golf courses at at West Edmonton Mall? And they it's, did. I'm not sure if they still do I or think not. They but do, I know what you're I was, talking about. I, yeah. I had to go there. Why was I there? Well, I got my glasses there, but if it was something else. But I thought I walked by something that was the uh, the black light style golf course. Richard says I missed the three golf jokes a few weeks back, but my favorite one today was the compass joke. I, that was a good one. We'll, yeah, it was. We'll, uh... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll reuse, we'll reuse that one. We will take a quick timeout right now. You can chime in on the text line or on the phone line. Inside Sports on 630 Chat. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. All right, good to have you tuning in this evening. Vincent Fernier coming back from break. Good artist. Man, it's leopard in like a week and a half. Are you psyched? I'm looking forward to it. I've seen them 11 times. My one... I don't, I'm don't. Re, i reluctant to call it a complaint because I love the band so much. My one quibble with Def Leppard is that the set list does not change. It hasn't changed a lot since the 90s. But I get it. Because they have two iconic 1980s rock albums mm-hmm. with several hits, several well-known hits, and they can't stage a concert and not play most or all of those hits, right? Because the hardcore fans like me love those songs, and I think if they have a newer fan or maybe someone who knows just a few of their songs, 
and that person went to a Def Leppard concert and thought, well, Pour Some Sugar on Me is one of three Def Leppard songs I know, and they didn't play it, then that person would be disappointed. Mm. So they kind of have to do it. I have been following the set list for the concerts, and they are now in Canada coming east to west. Uh, they have been doing When Love and Hate Collide off their greatest hits album, Vault. It was a new track, came out in uh, 1995. Uh, that one I have not heard live. Mm. So I guess that's what I'm looking forward to. There you go. And they are doing Bring It On the Heartbreak, which they don't... Though they usually do it. They haven't done it in every concert I've seen. It. That's a classic. Now, do they still fade into Switch 625? Yeah, off the usually. Yes. Usually? And they, they, they did it on the last tour, and it looks like they're doing it on this tour. Okay. So that's fun. That's real. That's really good. 780-496-0063. Dave, who's a big Def Leppard uh, fan, says, Reed, I'm going to the Saskatoon and Edmonton show. So excited. Can't wait to hear Animal. Nice. Uh, this texter says that guy needs to phone in more often. Those were funny. Those those are good. John's a great caller. Great golf jokes. Loves the Eskimos. Loves the Oilers. Always has something intelligent and well thought out to say about whichever team is in season. Always like when he calls. I'll get to the, the uh, phone calls uh, in a second here. We got Goldie Doc on the line. I was just, you know, we're not talking a huge amount about hockey right now. Free agency has sort of died down. The Oilers did sign Josh Archibald. I still have this nagging question in my mind about the Oilers. And that is the same nagging question we had much of last season. And that is who plays with Nugent Hopkins? Assuming that the top line is McDavid, Dreisaitl, and let's say Cassian off the start of the year. I'm just going to read the Oilers forwards as listed on their website. And you can tell me or just answer in your head who is who are the obvious second-line wingers for number 93. Josh Archibald, Kyle Brodziak, Colby Cave, Alex Chason, Leon Dreisaitl, Sam Gagne, Marcus Granlin, Gaetan Haas, Thomas Yurko, Zach Cassian, Jujar Kara, Milan Lucic, Connor McDavid, Joachim Nigard, Jesse Pugliarvi, who doesn't even want to be on the team. Uh... It's there is no sure bet on the second line now. Maybe pushing from the farm, Tyler Benson, but probably you know more of a center than a winger for Nuge, and, and probably would would jump in as a third liner if and when he does make the team. So that's still a big question mark. Uh, the knee guard signing I find intriguing because he's fast. I don't know if he's going to finish a lot at the NHL level. Gaetan Haas out of Switzerland, I'm skeptical as a long-term NHL solution. I, look, I don't know if he's going to get the double-digit games. I, I, just don't, I just don't know enough. Um, Granlund, uh, you know, some people have told me Granlund's not really going to make much of an impact, that he's pretty vanilla. Archibald interests me a little more be, because of his speed and because of uh, that he's competitive and because he can kill penalties. He's not a big guy. I don't know if he can play on the second line, but I think he will help the team speed. I, I will say this. I think the Oilers are faster. I, I think the Oilers are faster, but speed without another dimension doesn't get you much. Goalie Doc is on line one. Go ahead, Goalie Doc. Oh, hi. Um, hi, Reed. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was just going to talk to you about the, the collectible, the controversy, I guess, about what was happening, about the uh, being careful about uh, your collections and stuff like that. I think you have to, uh, like, I, do, I collect the goalie uh, rookie cards. Like, Ken, I've got a Ken Dryden and a Grand Fear and stuff like that. And I usually will just go to one place that I know that they're reputable and, and uh, uh, they've been around for a while. And uh, I think that's the best thing to keep in mind. And, again, like the guy was saying there, if something's, you know, better than, 
you know, uh, uh, than you expect and you're getting a deal. You really have to look into it. So that's one thing that's important. What I find interesting, though, is when I'm going to look at some of the rookie cards, somebody like Matt, uh, Matt Murray is getting uh, is about $160, which is more than a, one of the older Ken Dryden uh, cards. So anyways, it, it's uh, just a point I wanted to make, but thanks for taking my call. No, I appreciate. Can you stay on the line? I just, uh, I'll just give you a thought here. Oh, he's gone. But I think he makes a good point. Know who you're buying from, and I, I would guess just from, uh, you know, having friends or or spouses of friends who want to get their significant other or a family member or or a son or a daughter something f- from their favorite sports team, and maybe the person buying isn't. That, that much of a sports fan themselves, and they just think, oh, I saw this online, I, I, I'm just going to grab this, that seems like a good price. But it, it has become a, a field where you, you have to do your research and know, and I think Goalie Doc makes a great point, know who you're buying from, take a little bit of time. I guess you'd like to maybe think sports memorabilia could be a somewhat spontaneous purchase or, oh my God, it's so-and-so's birthday on Saturday. Oh, he likes the Oilers. I'll get him a jersey. But uh, unfortunately, it's not that simple. Though I guess it might you might have to look at it like, hey, if you're shopping for uh, a car or something a little more expensive, you're not just going to get, well, anything. It, it pays to shop around, compare prices, find out what's legitimate, talk to an expert, go into a sports uh, memorabilia store. Talk to somebody. Ask for the, the the pitfalls because unfortunately there there are people uh, like there out this man who is who is charged who uh, are allegedly trying to take advantage of people. Reed, how about Yamamoto with Nuge? That's from DJ. I think it could happen someday. I don't know if it's going to happen at the start of the season. I I I like Yamamoto a lot. I, he's an, an interesting player to talk about. I know in season we, we get a lot. We get some fans texting in, calling in, saying no time for this guy. He's too little. Why did the Oilers take him? I don't think it's quite that black and white. He's he's been small all his life, and he's figured out how to succeed at every level so far. Now he has to do it at the highest level. I think whenever he is an Oiler, he's better suited to to a role on the first or second line. Injury riddled last season with Bakersfield DJ, but I think someday he's he's going to be there and, and maybe a guy who can get you around 20 goals because one of the many elements the Oilers are, are missing off the roster. Another texture says, what about Nuge with Chason and Gagne? Well, Chason's probably going to have the best chance to play up there on one of the wings simply because of what he did last year. And as much as I like Chason and respect what he's done, I still think your team is better. You have a better team if, if he's on one of your bottom two lines. But again, by a little bit by default, he, he might have to play there. So I still, I, I still don't know who gets the depth scoring for the Oilers, and I still don't know how good the second power play unit is. The penalty killing, hopefully, well, the penalty killing can't get much worse, so I guess it's not much to say it should be a little bit better. But there, I, I, there are three general specific position sets in hockey. Goaltending, defense, and forwards. And this might sound really weird, given the, the plight the Oilers have been in for a long time. I actually think the smallest question mark is surrounding the defense. My biggest question mark would be on the goaltending. My second biggest question mark would be on the forwards. And my third biggest question mark would be on the defense. And I'm not saying that the defense is perfect, and I, and I recognize there are some ifs there. But I kind of feel like I know more about that group and, and what they could deliver than, than about the other two groups. And if you're, the goaltending is the number one question mark, that that's not a good sign. We'll see if Koskinen can 
be more consistent than he was last year, and we'll see if Mike Smith has one more solid year in the tank. He showed it at times last year with the Calgary Flames. We're back after the 7.30 news. Listening to 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Late in the first quarter, Argos leading the Stampeders 3-0 in the CFL. Wow, could the Argos do the Eskimos a favor by knocking off the Stamps tonight? We will keep an eye on that one. Eskimos at Alouettes coming up on Saturday, two o'clock kickoff. The game's on 6:30 Chad, and the coverage will start with the countdown to kickoff at 12:30. Well, while the uh, Eskimos are away on Saturday, their stadium will be being used for a soccer-friendly Cardiff City taking on Real Valladolid, and uh, we'll have some more on that game tomorrow here on Inside Sports. It is Soccer Week in Edmonton, and last night FC Edmonton surviving the conditions and a tough opponent to battle to a nil-nil draw with Valor FC and I'm pleased to be joined from the Eddies, Kareem Moses. Kareem, you're on with Reed. How are you doing? I'm good. How are y'all? I'm doing very well. Thanks for checking in tonight. Have you dried off from yesterday? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have. Uh... <laughs> Tell me a little bit about the night, Kareem. I, I was here doing the show, and I saw the game was delayed, and then I saw the lightning, and then I, I find out later uh, it took you know about twice as long as usual to, to, to play that game. What was the evening like for you as a player? Um, well, I, I had a little, bit, a little bit of experience than, than the guys because uh, I played in Carolina, and they, they're pretty much known for a lot of thunderstorms there and, and, and lightning and stuff. So um, I was okay with it. Uh, we was greeted with, um, had an academy from Trinidad that had a tournament in Spurs Grove. So they came to the game and and we were, we were greeted by them. They came into the locker room and they kind of entertained us and, and we put a little bit of music. So so the guys the guys kind of enjoyed the, de- the delay. <laughs> So, so you, so you mingled with some some younger players during during the delay. That that's pretty funny. So, what you played for about I think nine or ten minutes, and then you all had to go to the locker room. Yeah, we actually played what eight minutes and twenty seconds. Okay. And then we we had to we had to go into the locker room. I mean, it was a, it was a bit frustrated because the game the game should have been started. The game was to start like seven o'clock, and then we heard lightning so you got to stay in and we didn't get on the field until like maybe 7:40. so it was a short warm-up and the guys were excited and pumped and ready to start the game and eight minutes in you you see the referee telling you that you got to go back inside so everyone was just like oh my god what we, what we got ourselves into now what was the condition of the pitch like after getting all that rain well, it was it was it was it was good um, the ball, the ball was moving stuff. Uh, obviously, you can see in, in a couple of pictures on Twitter, it had like some crazy water log uh, there. It had like big spurs. Or certain parts of the t- uh, the field had a lot of water, but by the time we returned out there, it was pretty much good. What's the worst weather you've ever played in, Kareem? Oh, uh, I think I'll have to say. <laughs> right in Edmonton. Uh, I think I, I, I think I played like I think like we played a game in minus two, 
I want to believe. Yeah, it was in minus two. I think we played Tampa Bay, so a Tampa Rowdies. So, you know, for them, coming from Florida, they, they had no clue what's going on in a minus two, but it was bad. It was it was so bad. Uh, I had myself, like, even begging the referee to, to take a couple of minutes off of the game. Just <laughs> blow it. <laughs> Let's just get back into the dressing room because I think that was the only one place. So I think that was the, that was the worst. <laughs> All right. So, so you'd pre, you'd prefer uh, wet and rain to just pure cold, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give me give me the BC weather. Give me the BC <laughs> weather. It's always wet. Right. People can say what they want. Uh, I'm okay with the rain, the snow, and just really shitty weather. Uh, no. Okay. All right. You can't. Can't. You got to promise me you won't use that word again. But I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Moses on Inside Sports tonight. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I know a bit about you, but I, I want you in your own words to give a little bit about your backstory and, and, and your childhood. I'm sure people hear the accent, and they might be guessing where you're from. But uh, tell us a little bit about uh, where you grew up and uh, and your life as a as a young kid. Um, I was born and raised in, in, in Trinidad and Tobago. Well, Trinidad, the, the city, um, in Port of Spain, the capital. Um, I'm the second of, of seven kids my mom had. I was lucky enough to be the first to ever take a plane from all of her kids, like to be a professional soccer player. Um, my childhood was, was a bit, it wasn't it wasn't that nice, you know. Um, obviously, a single mom and I have a, a bunch of siblings. You know, what I mean, she got to take care of. So I was, I didn't have the best childhood, but I made it work. My mom did whatever she had to do to to make sure that I could have got to soccer practice and and stuff like that. Um, after that, I came to Carolina when I was, well, like. 23, 24, like 2000, 2014, I was lucky enough to, to, to get a chance to come over, sorry, to come over to Edmonton in 2004, 20, 2014, yeah. Um, I had two beautiful years here. Uh, obviously, the chance to leave from Trinidad and then to come to Edmonton, it was bad. Like, my first, first time was, it was the funniest story in my life. Um, Obviously, coming from from Trinidad, don't know what it is when it comes to minors. Never had that that weather. Um, on the plane, get there. We're about to we're about to land, and the captain comes on and hey guys, welcome to welcome to Edmonton, and it's minus twenty five, and I'm sitting next to a girl on the plane, and I'm like, hey, um, I don't know if I was here and hearing too well but the, the captain said that it's, it's minus 25 she's like yeah don't worry about that that's okay we do like minus 30 minus 35 <laughs> and uh and i'm like what i'm like no 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 no. what you mean minus 30 or minus 35 she's like yeah don't worry about it you'll be fine and i'll be fine i don't even know there's like even minus involved, you know? <laughs> and, and I get and I get here and I land and obviously people from the club came and, and greet me and welcome me and and I'm like, wow, I'm seeing snow, you know, I'm so excited. 
first time I walked out and like the first <laughs> the first one that hit me on my face. I left my luggages outside and ran straight back into the airport. <laughs> then the kid guy the kid guy is he run he, he runs into the to the to the, uh, to the um the airport and he's frantic he's looking for me and i'm just there and he's like what happened buddy like you know uh, your luggage is outside i'm like i'm not going outside now sorry i'm going back on a plane i'm going back to trinidad no no way i can survive in this place <laughs> and he's like yeah you'll be fine don't worry about it i mean and then after a year and then the summer rolls around and the snow is melted it's so beautiful and then after that i i fell in love with the cd Honestly, I fell in love with, with the city. This is home for me. It's a home away from home. Well, that's awesome to hear, Kareem. And, and obviously, you're plugging along here with FC Edmonton. Um, you guys are one, one, and one in the in the fall session after finishing yeah. third in, in the spring session. Uh, how do you feel the team is playing? I, I think earlier in the season, you guys had some trouble scoring goals, and I know you, I know you didn't get one last night, but you've had some better games offensively. Where where do you think the team is at right now? I mean, we're in such a better place right now. I think we finally found our identity and, and how we want to play. And I think the team has been gelling so well. The chemistry is there. We know how each other play now. So that's why I think we're getting the right results because we're working for each other. I think in the earlier season, we were trying to figure out what our identity and how do we play. And we were just learning each other. But now I think we actually have it. So it's working in our favor. Yesterday we didn't we didn't score, but you can see that we were a better team. If you look at the stats, you know we had more chances, and that's what we want. I mean, if we continue getting chances, one is going to go into the back of the net. Yeah, we've been really good defensively. I think we probably probably have the best defense record in the league, if not the second. So we already have that. So now we just need to continue getting more chances and continue scoring goals. But I think we're in such a good place overall. And it's showing where we're third in the league and, and our goal this year is to, is to win the fall season, be on top, and then meet, meet Calgary in the finals. That's, that's, that's the aim right now. We want that challenge. We want that for our fans and we want that for ourselves. Well, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. And I, and I know you guys are very focused on that for sure. Soccer week in Edmonton, so there, there's a lot going on. Did, were you on the field with some of the kids today or did, doing any of the, uh, the clinic stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I was fortunate and honored to... to to be the, the the kids' coaches today, um, I think I think I did really well. You know, I I should have my my A license by now. The kind of work that I put in with the kids today, uh, the kind of fun that we had, you know, um, the knowledge that I have, I, I give to them. So it was really it was really nice to see that we we did something really well with the CD and and obviously the CD being a, a big sponsor for us, um, we were really happy to to do that and bring some smiles. And just have some fun with, with the kids. Well, that's that's great to hear. And I know FC Edmonton do, does a great job working with, with with youth soccer, and obviously the academy program has a lot of uh, has brought along a lot of players. So that's that's really cool. And the the matches on Saturday with Cardiff City against Royal Valladolid. That's the Commonwealth Stadium. Are you going to go to the match? And if so, what do you expect, Kareem? Obviously, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't miss it. Come on. I mean, a lot of people in Edmonton are saying the the, the same. I mean, for 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 two big teams like that to come to Edmonton and and put on a showcase, you can't afford to miss it. So, I'm 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 hoping to have an exciting game, 
uh, hopefully a lot of goals because I think if you score a lot of goals, then the fans get a little more into the game and enjoy it because there's a lot of goals. Nobody wants to go to a game and see 0-0, zero, zero, you know. Um, so hopefully it's a really nice one. Um, we're going to be there with some of my teammates. So we can learn a, a little bit of what they do on, on, on the higher level than us, and then we can probably, probably kind of implement it to, into our game. So it's, it's a bit of going there and have fun, but at the same time, you, you can learn a lot of stuff. So it'll be good to, to, to go there and see see guys at the top level play. That's awesome. Uh, I got a uh, listener texting in here with a question, Kareem. Um, his name is Marfus. He says, what did the players do to not have your muscles stiffen up during the delay last night? Um, well, we have bikes. We have bikes in the locker room. Um, we have some heat packs. So you, you kind of put some heat packs on, on, on the hamstring, the bigger muscles. Uh, you get on the bike, you do some riding, and obviously having the um, the, the Trinidad Academy there and playing some music, we will, we will dance a little bit. So you <laughs> so you will stay warm, you know, and having fun. Uh, so it was it was it was it was easy to to, to kind of just keep the muscles going. Nobody wasn't really laying down trying to watch a movie or anything like that because they kept coming in. Okay, you can go out the next nine minutes, and then after the nine minutes, you're like ah, thirty minutes. So you you were always ready. So that's so so that was an easy easy way of just keeping ourselves warm and, and ready for when when it's time for us to go back out. So that's how we did it. Good stuff. Well, Kareem, it's great to have you on the show. You're your first time on. Uh, really good to talk to you. You're a great interview, and hope it keeps going well with FC Edmonton. Uh, enjoy the uh, the match on Saturday. Obviously, thanks for sharing your your tales too of of coming to Edmonton and becoming a, an Edmontonian. That was really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, guys. And um, obviously, I'll be tuning in. Uh, hopefully, I can see see you guys at the game because I know you're all going to be at the game Saturday. And and yeah. Hopefully, I can get some more interviews. Or right on. You can continue doing this great work you all on right now. Right on. Thanks, Kareem. We'll see you around. All right, buddy. Thank you. That is Kareem Moses checking in from FC Edmonton. Well, entertaining guy. Uh, told you the story of coming from Trinidad to Edmonton and getting shocked about the minus 25 weather. But uh, he's, uh, he, is, uh, he is doing okay. So that, uh, that's good. Good for him to have him on the show. Now, 7-3, Stampeders leading Toronto two and a half minutes into the second quarter. It is coming up to 7.48. This is Inside Sports on Chet. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. I was just listening to it. I opened, cracked the window and uh, just listened to it. Felt a cool breeze and I actually got home and the hail started. And so that was kind of crazy. I was trying to sleep, to be honest. But, you know, because I, I, we get up here at the office so early in the mornings, you know. So, uh, you know, trying to get in here between 5 and 6 in the morning. And, of course, it's about a 40-minute ride. So, believe it or not, after the storm, as I was coming by daylight, I saw a moose in the city limits, believe it or not. And I'm like, wow. So I took a picture of it. 
little bit there from Trevor Harris and Philip Lawley, what they were doing during last night's storm. FC Edmonton was playing a game. We just had Kareem uh, Moses from the Eddies on the show. Nil-nil draw with FC Valor. Eskimos getting ready to go against the Alouettes on Saturday. Trevor Harris with some thoughts on the Owls D. They're different schematically. They're doing a lot of different things, giving you a lot of different looks. Uh, they're utilizing their personnel a lot better. Uh, they're moving around. They're flying around. And they're playing a lot of spirited football. You can see it on film. Eskimos have had big games in the receiving core from Ellingson, from Stafford, from Collins, from Ajay. Daniels came back in, made a nice touchdown grab against the Lions one week ago, and the quarterback likes what he sees from the pass catchers. Dynamic game changers. Um, those guys, they, uh, they, we found things that suit their strengths, and uh, they're doing a great job buying in each and, each and every week. But if they have one catch for 11 yards or, or 10 catches for 176, it doesn't matter. They're, uh, they're buying in completely. They're team-oriented, and that's what makes them great and you know you don't know who's going to go for 100 yards and you don't know who might have two people go for 100 and that's just kind of how this offense works and they bought in they're selfless too trevor harris has not thrown an interception this season he has been sacked only once and i was given some of the impressive stats earlier in the show the eskimos have 16 sacks they've surrendered only one they're allowing only 20 and a half points per game Yardage-wise, they're allowing only 222 yards per game. Calgary, next best, almost 100 yards behind at 318. The Eskimos have allowed 60 first downs in four games. That is the fewest in the Canadian Football League. So a, a lot of good signs, a lot of good numbers so far for the green and gold. And they're running the ball, and that's thanks to C.J. Gable, who spoke to Dave Campbell. Yeah, they really committed this year. I mean, they, uh, they told me that, you know, we're going to have a balanced team. And it's not always, always going to be passing the whole time. And... Uh, you know, I like that, and it, and, it, and it helps out, you know. It, as you can see, we're doing well as, we, as a balanced team, and you just can't key on one thing. You know, if you, if you fill the box, then we're going to throw it. If you back off, we can run it. So, you know, that's a good thing now. I mean, you hope to have success with the run game, but is it putting the seated down in that defense of it's not how well we run it, but it's when we run it, you know, that, that kind of thing? Yeah, it, yeah, it's not, yeah, like you said, you know, it's how we run it. And, uh, and you don't know when we're going to do it. You know, sometimes we have uh, – it's a decide play. You know, sometimes he can pull it or sometimes he can give it to me. So you never know. And so if you got to play honest on it, if you think you were going to – if you think we're going to run it and we pull it, then, you know, that's, you're going to get caught off guard. Has it worked out better than you expected or about what you expected? Because, uh, man, I, you, have, you have been busy. Yeah, um, I, I didn't um, – a lot of te- – when the teams I've been playing on, people say we're going to run a lot, <laughs> and it usually doesn't happen. But, you know, they stick to their word, and they say, and he, he said he's going to do it, and it's been working. So, you know, I think we're just going to keep going, going with it. When you see Trevor Harris gut it out like he did last week in Vancouver, I mean, who knows what that injury could have been like. I mean, that was a tough hit he took, and then he sprints out of the tunnel yeah. uh, like it's the 100-meter dash at the Olympics there and grabs the helmet and he's out there first plate. Did it surprise you to see seven in the in the huddle? Yeah, because the, he didn't push to be out there. He, <laughs> that's, the, that's the crazy part. They told him that he's got to do some tests on the sideline, and he was like, oh, hold on, let me get my helmet real quick. And he got his helmet and he went up on the field. So, you know, that shows a lot about him and uh, the, how much heart he has for the team. Well, Montreal's been a nice place for you. I know as an Eskimo, made your debut there, had a good day. I uh, had a good day last year. They're playing some pretty good football. It's going to be a fun matchup. 
Uh, yeah, you know, we don't take any team lightly. Just because they was doing bad in the beginning, now they're doing good. We're going to treat them the same, like how we treat them the first game. And uh, we, we treat them with respect. And we know they're going to be coming. And uh, we're just going to do our game plan and just worry about us, you know. Yeah, what's it like to have more film on them? Because I know week one, that's always a tough week to prepare for in the regular season. But mm-hmm. no one really knew about their defense. And now you got a few games on them. Yeah, yeah. We, we did a lot of film study on them. So, you know, we'll be ready for them. And, uh, like, they're going to be ready for us. All right, C.J. Gable talking with our Dave Campbell as the Eskimos get set to roll into Montreal. Kellen Kennedy is our studio operator this evening. He's also the shimmering commissioner of mayhem for the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling. Kellen, we were talking a little bit about this face app yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I so did I, give it a try. I, that was funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Kellen Kennedy posted on social media, tried the new face app aging feature, and he posts a picture of a skull. That was that was really good. No, that that's was, not that's that not a really fake skull at all. That's actually my skull. Is it really? It is. How it do takes you know X-rays. That? It's beauty. Yeah. That's a, is that actually your X-ray? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> I just pulled the skull off of social oh, media. Oh, I believed you there yeah. for a second. There you go. You could yeah. do some weird stuff. Yeah. So this face app. So I found this article by uh, Popular Mechanics, which I have no reason not to trust them. They are <laughs> popular and mechanical. The headline: Giving your face app selfie to Russians is a really bad idea. <laughs> So this is the uh, the company is behind FaceApp is Wireless Lab, and I'm going to read section. This is from this Popular Mechanics article, section five of the Terms of Service. Here's the quote: Grants FaceApp a perpetual, irrevocable, non-exclusive, royalty-free, worldwide, fully paid, transferable sublicense sub-licensable license to use, reproduce, modify, adapt, publish, translate, create derivative works from, distribute, publicly perform, and display your user content in any name, username, or likeness provided in connection with your user content in all media formats and channels now known or later developed without compensation to you. And otherwise, we can take stuff off your phone and make money on it. Well, smack my goat and call me stupid. Uh, so what? I guess the advice is don't don't use the the face app. Yeah, you want to find out. Don't use here, it. Here's the thing: you want to find out what you're gonna look like when you get older. Get older. Just go through the natural process of aging. That's that's all you have to do. It. That that's all you do. That that that's all you need to do. Does that sound that hard? <laughs> Maybe I'm old-fashioned, though, Kellen. Clearly, hey, clearly I, I'm, I'm faking along the same lines as you are, so I, I, I want to stay this age as long as I can right now. I'm having fun as I am, so. All right. Kellen, thanks, buddy. Good show. You Our got studio it, producer, Kellen Kennedy, the producer of Inside Sports, is Dave Campbell. You heard from Kareem Moses from FC Edmonton, Alouette's head coach, Kahari Jones. Philip Lawley, Eskimos defensive coordinator. More on him on the Eskimos page on 630shed.com. Thanks for everybody who uh, thanks to everybody who called and texted as well. And our uh, John, our golf joke guy, was excellent as always. 10-3, Calgary leading Toronto in the second quarter. I am back tomorrow. Have a pleasant evening. Adler's next. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.